This is the second chapter in our Earth Matters Lifetime of Sustainability series. In this series, we've been talking to different generations within the PATH team about sustainability. And in this chapter, Maria and I are chatting to Chrissy. Chrissy is a senior graphic designer at PATH, and we talk to her about helping others to become more sustainable, the trials and tribulations of finding sustainable alternatives to favorite products, and balancing post-pandemic travel plans with trying to live a lower carbon life. Thank you for joining us. So you are joining us as part of this Earth Matters Conversations, which we are playfully toying with the idea of calling it Earth Matters. I still like conservation conversation. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we might have more on how easy they, like, easy they roll off the tongue. Everyone likes a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so thank you so much for joining us. We'll let you introduce yourself. Obviously, you're, you're here as Chrissy, you're here as a designer, you're here as someone who, who, who cares about uh, sustainability, and you're also here as a millennial. So could we actually just start with that? Do you just want to tell us a little bit about you, who you are and what matters to you? Yeah, so I'm Chrissy, as you said. I'm a designer, so in packaging and branding. And sustainability is also, you know, it's mattered to me from the beginning of those kinds of conversations that started happening when there was the documentaries that came out and we first become aware of it. I think as a millennial, we are the generation that has started to make the changes and see those positive changes. And I think for me, just being aware that our planet is really sacred and we want to try and make sure, you know, we leave it in a really good place kind of, you know, for the next generations below us is so important. So yeah, for me, it just means, you know, looking after the planet, looking after animals and even people to be sustainable with mm. people and, and as humans. I think that's really interesting. You see, for you, sustainability is like more holistic. So it's a bigger picture and um, it's something that seems to have always been important to you and like high on your priorities list. When did it become so important? Yeah, I, I've always had a huge passion for like people and, and caring for the planet, but I didn't really know what that really meant. And I didn't really know what impact I was having as well in terms of the small things I was doing, you know, in terms of buying plastic and all of that kind of stuff. And I think it was, just, it's, it, I don't think there was this, like one thing that led to a change because it was always part of me. I think it was just, though different documentaries have educated me in different ways in terms of how I can improve and what it's really doing to the planet. And, and more's coming out about it as well because we only know so, so much from what's already come out and the, and the research that's been done and that's then led to more research. Yeah, no, I think you're, that, that's a really fair point about sustainability also being about the information that you have and this information also changing quite quickly um, and having to keep up with it. In relation to that, when it comes to being sustainable, when it comes to this information, these advice, these brands, these different ways of being sustainable, how how do you stay up to date with it? How do you keep up? Like, where do you get your information? And I always keep up to date, like you said, with any documentaries or anything like that that's going on. I always find learning through like video rather than reading it. it for me, mm. I don't know, it, it, one, it has more impact, but two, I can really see how things are changing. So, you know, we wouldn't really see what's happening to the coral reefs if, if no one filmed the process from before to after, because I've never been and seen them myself. So if I went there for the first time, I could be like, oh, they are a bit less colourful than I thought. So for me, you know, video and people documenting it 
even YouTubers and people, there's lots of sustainable influencers. They're really good to follow. They're even coming out with their own brand. So just, I think just learning and, and taking information and making sure you're always sharing the right resources and following the right people. I think that's the best way to kind of keep informed. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same as you. It's like it's not called the David Attenborough effect for no reason, is it? We all find these videos and this TV and even social media, him on Instagram. It's really engaging. And when you can actually see it with your own eyes, it shocks you into action almost. I find it really interesting that you follow influencers and YouTubers and stuff. Have they ever influenced you or to join any protests or any activism beyond the stuff that you do day to day? I think they, they act for me as more of a reminder. I did a lot more before lockdown happened so I used to be part of some beach cleans and stuff like that and they were run by water companies around London and stuff and a lot of the influencers are doing that so any influencers I follow that are in Bali for instance they're still doing the beach cleans and making sure that still happens and I'm I'm hopefully that will happen again here but it's always a reminder in the back of my head to make sure I do those little things that actually makes such a difference you know, say the influencer, they come out with like a cutlery set that's made out of bamboo. You're like, oh yeah, I need to make sure I continue in using that because it's so easy. I think especially like now in, in the pandemic, we've forgotten about some of those things because we're so focused on just being healthy. Whereas actually we can still make those changes day to day. I think what you're saying also about the pandemic and how that's also changed our habits and maybe shifted the focus away a little bit from sustainability. That's that's really interesting. And I was wondering in, in your day to day life, if you could almost talk us through like the kind of things that you were doing pre pandemic and how that's changed since COVID a little bit. Uh, yeah, I think beforehand, I guess like going throughout the day, like it starts with coffee. So it's always, you know, making sure you've got your coffee cup in your bag. It's the things like taking your metal straws or your bamboo straws out with you down to, you know, as being a designer, having those conversations with the clients and making sure they're up to date and we're making sustainable choices as we're doing that. And down to even then at the end of the day, if you go and buy your food shop, make sure you're buying the fruit and veg that's not in the in the plastic and it's actually separate I you know I don't really go to coffee shops anymore so I'm not really using my cup or my straws and I guess down to convenience I'm not thinking so much about the packaging I'm buying things in you know sometimes there's been certain situations in the pandemic where you can't get hold of stuff so you just have to kind of take what you're given and I guess that is down to responsibility of the shop as much as it is us to make sure they're providing us those options because when they're taken away, there's not much you can really do about it. I'm still making sure I'm recycling and doing all of those things. And obviously within a work environment, making sure there's sustainable practices happening. So yeah, some things are still sticking in place. I think it's just your general day-to-day. -day. I think the packaging of the food is the hardest thing. The um, that I haven't really stuck to as much as I've wanted. I think it's really interesting that you decide to sort of almost boycott food that's in plastic. So you're actively choosing your spending, choosing where to spend your money and spending it on loose fruits and vegetables. Are there any other brands where you've boycotted them or you've sort of had influence with where you spend your money? Have you ever chosen not to shop with a brand because they've got bad sustainability practices or any of any other brands that you actively choose because you think they've got really great sustainability practices? Yeah, I, I wouldn't say I stare at brands and say, you're not doing it, so I'm not buying from you. But I'm I've got the mindset where I'm like, or what's the alternative? 
you know, we've got to be mindful that as easy as it is to say, oh, make sure you're sustainable, that takes a bit of time. So, you know, we have to make sure those brands have got the time to get that in place. It costs money, you know, it costs investment. People are still resourcing products and materials. So I'm not going to say that they're a bad company because they're not doing it straight away. If they can at least say to us they have a motivation to be more sustainable and they're showing the progression in that, I think that's good enough. In the meantime, there are alternatives. So, for example, deodorants, tampons, So, you know, there's a big market now for e-commerce and subscription models. um, And I'm part of that. There's something nice about finding something that works for the planet, but also still works for you. Do you find that there's something that you talk to others about as well to help them discover? Or do you find it's very personal? I think most of the time it doesn't just come up. It has to be part of a wider conversation. And then you're like, Mm -hmm. oh, have you tried this? Have you tried that? rather than trying to enforce it onto someone. A lot of the time it will be down to, you know, my friend will be trying like a coffee scrub made from coffee grounds and you'll be like, oh, what's that brand? Or what deodorant brands are you trying? Have you got any you can recommend to me? And you'll just start kind of swapping tips and ideas with other people. And normally if you're into sustainability, you normally probably hang out with friends that have a similar kind of mindset anyway. So you're not having to have those forceful conversations. I think the best ones are to have actually with your family, especially the older generations, and actually just educating them and not telling them what to do, but saying, oh, actually, have you tried this instead? This can help you save money because it's reusable and etc. So you're using your knowledge, your power to coax and influence and help promote small changes in your family and with people who maybe don't have the knowledge or access to the knowledge. Is there anybody who influences you or has changed your viewpoint? I'd say my friend Rosie, so she's someone who I used to work with. She loves eating vegan food. She loves organic food. And every time I go around her house, obviously I haven't been in a long time, but I remember when I used to go around, everything was sustainable or organic or I was constantly just getting tips off her. And she almost made me feel bad about some of my choices. So say if I went for a sleepover and I got out, you know, some of my deodorant or whatever like back then I was like oh my god you can't see this you'll be so ashamed of me and so (laughs) she constantly is really good for me to go to for advice because she does the research she reads the books and she's really keeping on top of it she you know even though you know I'm in packaging she sometimes knows more than I do I'd like to meet Rosie does she want to join the uh, earth matters conversation she sounds like a really interesting person let's get her stop in. trying to make conversations happen <laughs> <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> so post lockdown pubs and restaurants are all open again so if you could take anybody out for a drink and talk to them about social or an environmental causes who would you take out and why you guys, because we're all on the same wavelength and I know we'll have a good old conversation over a drink. Bottle of wine, I think. Well overdue. Um, okay, fine. So aside from seeing us, which I totally understand why that would be top of your list, what is the other second most important thing that you're most looking forward to after we're out of the corona tunnel? Travel, mm. for sure. That's like one thing for me that I re- didn't realise how much I missed. And actually, I feel I feel like I need it. Like, I, I don't need it in terms of, oh, I need a holiday to get away. You know, what lockdown has done for me is re- made me realise that I can be happy and feel relaxed and feel those things like I do on holiday at home. It's all, mm. it's all about your mindset. But actually, just getting out and being inspired 
that's what I'm really missing. So, you know, going out and going to new places and gathering inspiration, you know, as a designer, we need that and we crave it. And I th- I'm missing that a lot. You can't talk about travel and sustainability in the same conversation and not touch on the carbon footprint, especially with air travel and stuff. Is that something that you think about? Yeah, I actually did that. I think it's on WWF where you can kind of track your footprint overall. So that's down to how much you travel, what you consume, you're down to your electricity. So I think making sure holistically you're trying your best, I think that's really great. I wouldn't say we can't travel. As a society, I think I think it's good to travel. I think it's healthy to travel. But I guess it's just being mindful about those decisions. You're not quite doing a Greta and going everywhere by boat and train then. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't got quite enough for a holiday for that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Work from the ferry.